You be proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. Great deal for all the players and the league and everything else. Oh, I see him looking. I'm closing. <laughs> I was born in it. Molded by it. Yeah, so they, they got to wake up with their piss out. You're talking about Rasool. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, aka Big Dog. And you're listening to Poor Man's Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Permanent Packers Podcast, the number one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer, joined once again this week with Todd and Andrew Boys. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey. Merry Chrysler, Merry Christmas. That is over. And happy Packers victory. The Packers won 26-20 in Miami against the Miami Dolphins. Of course, that is where they play. Yep. Pretty good day. Um, I guess starting things off, I'm going to give myself and my father praise for... Winning this game, we watched the first half together, and then uh, the start of the second half, he was upstairs, and things were going good, so I was like, okay, you stay upstairs the rest of the game, and that seemed to be the ticket, so oh, wow. maybe we'll have to see how that works going forward. It had nothing to do with Tua's concussion, it was your dad <laughs> yes. upstairs, yes. for sure. So, of course, on this episode, like always, we will have our pick six, six plays that shape the game, we'll break down the offense, the defense, we'll have take news just for this week, we'll just talk about the playoffs the chances of that and what we think our prospects would be of making it how far we'd go and do you even want to make the playoffs if it means joe barry comes back next year mm. we'll have is kyle an idiot some packers trivia and then we will preview the very important vikings game going on on sunday but first pick six pick six pick six pick six all right, the Lynn Lake Pick 6. Uh, once again, Lynn Lake Brewing in Uptown Minneapolis. If you need a beer or a place to watch the game, not on Christmas, you can head there to watch the game. They have a lot of great beer and good food, too. We've talked about that in the past. Have we heard anything about New Year's? Are they going to mm. be open? I Like I said last week, do not ask me questions. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I ass- I'd assume they'll have some type of event, but hey, check out their website. We'll tweet uh, it later when we know. Nah, we probably won't. But <laughs> <laughs> moving on, the first... Pick six play of this game. The uh, it was already three nothing, I believe, at the time. The uh, Packers were blessed with great field position after a Keyshawn Nixon kick return, a whole what was it, ninety three yards yeah. down to the seven. Soon after that, a couple plays didn't go our way. Most notably, Rogers taking a sack on second and goal at the four yard line. Rolled out to the left, was looking for Watson, who was double covered. Cobb was. Kind of wide open in the middle of the field, but Rodgers was getting pursued by the defensive lineman and ended up getting sacked, and that led to a field goal. But once again, a perfect example of complimentary football not going the way it should in the 2022 season. Some might say uncomplimentary. Yes. Yeah, that was frustrating to watch. Yeah. Almost an impressive, like, how bad the sack was. Like, how many opportunities there was to throw the ball away. But Rodgers is just like, he's just going to do what well, he's going to do. I was arguing with my um, soon-to-be father-in-law before the game about Rodgers. I'm a apologist. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's a staunch, we should have played love four games ago. And, you know, then he's sitting there, 
oh, there's your hero now. Look at your hero now. And all I can do is put my head in my hands. You know, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, shit. He did just turn up a second and four to a three and 18. That would be Hank. You Hank know? from last year is and a total Jordan Love truther at this point. And he's point. like, oh, look, there's your guy. There's your 55 mil, whatever guy. It's like, okay, yeah. I, it's not like I signed. At some point, it was like aggressive. It was like, I didn't sign him. I like him, and I don't think we should play Love when we have a chance but he's not my best friend you know not but it yet, was yeah yeah like it was acquaintance though it, yeah, would, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah absolutely so yeah i mean it was not something yeah not the best start to the game but things did get a little bit better you know I, we thought going into it we would need the aaron Rodgers superman type game we didn't quite get that but uh no complaints really the next pick six play the second one uh, what do you know? It's the deep touchdown to Waddle. I guess you don't even have to say deep because it wasn't necessarily... It was long. It, yeah, it was long, but uh, the initial throw wasn't very deep. But uh, that did make it 10-3 to after the score. A beautiful play with nine minutes left in the uh, first quarter, even. Rezul missed his tackle. Adrian Amos was so slow he couldn't get close. And then Jair with another shoulder-leaning tackle attempt which has been his new way of trying to tackle since the shoulder injury last year but yeah. lackluster from the secondary and i think everyone was like oh boy is this going to be a fucking blowout when that happened I, I thought for sure when jair came in from like the top of the screen right from from deeper down the field mm -hmm. and at least made waddle change direction <laughs> that amos was gonna get a hand on him anything and it was like he just was the could not be happier to be blocked he just was thrilled about it. I've used this exact analogy before, but it was literally, like, I don't even know the name of the guy, but the first guy that was running up, it was like that Madden flop. You click the button too early. Yeah. He falls down and he's just laying there. It's like, yeah, what the that heck? was Razul. It's like, you're not <laughs> even Rezul close. Douglas. You're not even close. Like, what, what are you doing? And then I was like, oh, that's the Barry up the defense. I don't know how to tackle, you know? It really does seem like everyone in the secondary just does not want to tackle. Like once it gets to that second level, it is just putting up prayers. It was tough. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the third pick six play. This is when things, this is probably one of the biggest plays on the season. When we look back, like the five plays that shaped the season, this is probably going to be one of them, depending on what happens here the next two games. But Dolphins are up 10, nearing the end of the first half. Um, the offense just punted after the Packers couldn't make up couldn't make up a sack on first down. So Dolphins get the ball, have a chance to score again before halftime. But Jaron Reed forces a fumble on a run, which we haven't seen hardly at all this year. Dolphins were up 10, like I said. Packers then get the ball and score three points. And eventually, you know, they get the ball back after halftime. But a huge swing. Dolphins could have scored there. We ended up getting three points before halftime. And we just ran along with that. For the rest of the game. Jaron Reed had a great game, actually. Well, he was, I was exactly I mean, all over the place. We could have been down like 17 points, and instead we're only down three. That's true. Good I, math. I think it was, if you watch the replay too, do you guys remember the um, uh, Jadavian Clowney? Where, obviously different, but the way he just grabbed the ball, oh, palmed yeah, the ball with yeah. his hand, and turned around and started running the other way. It, Not Jadavian Clowney power there really yeah. but it was just the the way he just palms the ball and picks it, it up was and starts running you was see like... both of uh devondre campbell and john reed touching the ball at the same time which you never see in football but uh yeah huge play one of those two where we've been waiting for Jaron to do something all year i guess he's been a little bit better of late but the other thing too is thank god they didn't blow that play dead we've seen that with 
Uh, A.J. Dillon against Chicago where they blew it dead. We've had some other teams complain about um, it getting blown dead, like the Vikings against the uh, the Colts a couple of weeks ago. But luckily, they let that one play out, so we actually got the ball back. Well, in the opposite last week with the Aaron Jones fumble. Yes, they just let exactly. Go. Right, yes. he was just like basically held up forever. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very mean. Uh, moving on, the fourth pick six play, and this is back-to-back plays, someone who I've talked about a little bit this year, and he actually got some playing time. In this game, the Patrick Taylor back-to-back plays. So after A.J. Dillon on second down tripped over himself in the backfield, made it a third and nine. Patrick Taylor comes in on third down, chips the end right off the bat, um, ends up getting wide open on the sideline, catches the ball, picks up the first down. But then the very next play, the much bigger play. First down, Rodgers drops back. This And this play reminds me of the fourth and eight against Chicago. In uh, 2012-2013, Rodgers gets the snap, floats to the left a little bit. Patrick Taylor comes up, gets the block. Rodgers still evading the rush, floats it up deep to Big Dog, who somehow makes the catch down the sideline. Once again, one of those throws from Aaron Rodgers where he's had so many shitty ones this year, but that one it's like how many guys can fucking complete this ball. Gets us down to the goal line, and then we score a couple plays later. But a huge play. Uh, A lot of people, when... Big dog, Mercedes Lewis makes a catch or a touchdown or something. You know, we hear the players go bark, bark, or, you know, they bark. Woof, woof. Bark, yeah, all that. Um, that play for me made me go, bow, wow. What a, what a play wow. from Mercedes. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Incredibly bad. But thoughts on that? Uh, the bow, wow, not, terrible. Not the joke. That but, was uh, a, I mean, great, amazing throw. Like, if you watch the replay from, like, the all 22 where it's behind Rodgers, I mean, you can see just how close Rodgers mm-hmm. is. To, and the and whoever that is on the left side too jumps up in front of his face and he just rips it. I mean, it's a beautiful throw. Well, like you said in the beginning of the game, we thought we'd need Magic Rogers, and that was a a taste mm-hmm. of Magic Rogers for that throw at least. That what was, were you saying to your soon to be father in law on you know, that throw? That's the thing. It's not a two way street there. <laughs> ah, that's a one way alley where where he shits it and I just take it and I don't I don't have a fair. I don't have a voice going the other way yet. It, maybe maybe we had well he had a couple bad throws inside the red zone not so good that's where we seemed to stall they but sucked. outside of it we were <laughs> we were pretty damn good but yes after that play uh, AJ Dillon did score making it twenty two twenty moving on to the next pick six play after Aaron Rodgers throws a pick in the end zone which wasn't very good the first play after that Tua drops back throws to the left and I think a lot of people have already heard Jair Alexander break down this play too. Skies it just a little too much. Jair picks it off, returns it a bit, uh, gives the ball to a kid wearing his jersey in the stands. But huge, huge play for us. A uh, couple plays later, the Packers score a field goal, making it 23-20. to But the first of many turnovers from Tua mm-hmm. in this game. Someone say a Christmas present, a Christmas gift. Couldn't be more more excited about a, a Tua's con- concussion. A concussion Christmas yeah, so I'm saying, I mean, like, look, never root for injuries, but if there never. was a time. Especially not Dean Lowry either. Yeah, I mean, 50-50, your dad sitting upstairs, Tua's concussion. They both went hand-in-hand hand in helping us win this game. Yeah, that was, I mean, the concussion happened, what quarter was it? Was it Third, right? Beginning of he the third? He got smacked down or? his head. It was, it was one of the last plays in the second quarter. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It was it was JJ. I guess Nakare we just didn't who, notice until the third. Then yes, well, I mean, I had no idea he was concussed until after it, the yeah. game. Yeah, it's amazing to look at the stats where they they you know before that play and then after. 
Obviously, the three picks are pretty, yeah, all three pretty picks. Telling. <laughs> right. I think it was like seven for fourteen or something after the concussion. Yeah. Just not very good. Um, did you guys see after that last pick? I think it was <laughs> when um, it was. I forgot the guy's name. It might have been Razul. He instead of passing it back he like got yeah. on the knee right away oh yeah it was like it was like he was like he didn't even take a step he got the <laughs> ball and his knees were the first thing to hit the ground because he must have gotten so much shit for that lateral sure. yes you know he learned from last week that's one of the things i noticed too and that that'll well, it's not a pick six play but obviously the play the game was over at that point enos Gaines, who andrew you probably even never heard his name no, before no so he was in on that play and He's played maybe a dozen snaps in his NFL career on defense, and they were probably all in that game. He was going up to Razul, like, go down and go <laughs> down. So even someone who's as fresh as him knew not to do that. But uh, moving on, the last pick six, Blake, maybe could have thrown in Devondre Campbell's pick. But the last one, Packers get the ball back up three with, you know, within five minutes left. This is, of course, the play after, God, who was it? I think it was uh, Royce Newman. Someone got a holding call, so it's first and 20. Not looking yep. good, hoping to get into field goal range. Packers pitch it outside. Alan Lazard lead blocks, takes out three guys. Aaron Jones picks up 17. Eventually, they get a first down and kick the field goal to make it 26 to 20. But huge game or huge play there. Um, I don't know. Nice seeing as much as I don't love Lazard on offense. When he makes those blocks, it's like, okay, now I now I see why you're out here. Well, I like the three guys. He and then I mean, his actions afterwards are kind of cool. Like he counted a one, two, three. That <laughs> yeah. always pumps you up to watch. I, I how do you feel about the field goal though? Yeah, that was one. Of, it was kind of weird. One, I guess, back to the Lazard thing. It's funny how Devonte Adams, like when he was in double or triple coverage, he'd make the catch and then point at the guys. And Lazard is literally just doing that, but for guys for he blocks because yeah. he's. Not as good as Devontae, but yeah, it was tough. I, I'm i fine with, I'm okay with kicking the field goal, but if you're kicking the field goal, I don't know why they didn't just save their timeout and take the five yards and then kick it because they faked it like they were going to go for yeah. it and then they went out yeah. and kicked it. It's like, we'll just waste the time, kick it. You know, they were very close anyways. I would have gone for it. Hard to complain after seeing what happened, but Right. Yeah. It's just the concept. I get wanting to make them score a touchdown. But, like, if they do, then you're just at such a high risk. Like, yep. it was still scary yes. throughout, you know, <laughs> until we got that last interception. It was weird because it was the most confident I felt about the defense in a while. But at the same time, I did not feel good when Tua got the ball back. No. Right. Yeah. A, a non-concussed Tua probably carves up that defense. Right. We're being honest. Probably one less pick, at least, if you want to be conservative. Two probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't I guess. I mean, I'm a Packer fan, but I'm also a realist. Like, the concussion. Yeah, he wasn't making game. a lot of mistakes in the first half. Yeah, the overthrow I mean, to Tyreek was really bad. But even the last throw, watching live, it was like, oh, wow, what a terrible ball. But Razul, like, so perfectly went from making him think it was man to just dropping back in zone and picking yeah. it off. Like, that was that was a pretty good play by Razul, finally, to get one of those picks when we needed it. But Yeah, it it definitely, yeah, it was a nice play. But I do feel like a healthy Tua probably doesn't make that throw. True. But then yeah. again, you don't get healthy Tua all too often. This All this too uh, often. Ooh. There ah. go. <laughs> but yeah, that was the game. Like I said, Packers won 20-26. Moving on to the offense. Aaron Rodgers, pretty good at football. 24 for 38, 238 yards. The one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked twice, but a little Jack, Jacqueline High type game where Really, really bad balls and then really, really good balls. Uh, 
the deep ball to Lazard down the sideline, very good. I enjoyed that. The deep bomb to Big Dog, very good. I enjoyed that. The long throw to Christian Watson, who had a step on his guy on fourth and two, not so much. Didn't like that as much, but and overall the offense, I'm still feeling better about the Packers. I'm sure you guys saw the stat too. Fifteen and zero in December under Matt Lafleur. Yes. Yeah, I forgot the Romeo Dubs throw too, which was actually a great throw and. Was that where Dub stopped short? It, no, it was he got one hand out there. Oh, and he had been getting well. The the D backs were all over him, but yeah, I he snatched a couple. It's Romeo Dubs is so weird because he had the bad drop issues early in the year, and now he seems to be one of the more sure hand. Like Alan Lazard for the last few years was always like the most yeah. sure handed guy on offense, and this year he's been dropping a couple. Been this, dropping them quite a bit as of late. Some important ones. But. Well, that's even on that uh, that fourth down play to Watson. Two plays earlier was when Alan Lazard just dropped the one that was yep. right in his mitts. So that would have been a first down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I guess either way, I like seeing the offense continue to perform halfway decent. We could have scored thirty again. You know, the 26 points, there's a couple plays where if it goes a different way, we would have been right up there. But especially after losing Christian Watson and Yash, when this team has been, especially at the beginning of the year, when Watson wasn't part of the lineup and Royce Newman was playing a lot, we were a pretty shitty team. So they were still able to overcome that in the well, second half. Too and Nixon, too, right? In the second half, yep. being out as well. So, yep. That was, I will get to that later with uh, special teams but god Romeo Dubs taking the one out too not very good but Aaron Rodgers looked pretty healthy he had a multiple runs in this game I don't know if it's just being in Miami where it's a little bit runner or a little yeah, bit how many warmer. times he run the ball well he had the long pickup for like 15 yards he had the QB sneak and then he had the other run that got called back due to a hold the stat sheet said he had like seven runs Seven runs, yeah. I'm seeing, yeah, seven carries for 18 wow. yards. That's strange. I that is bizarre. I don't. I don't know if they took one back, but I don't remember him running that often. That hmm. that doesn't sound right to me. Um, Rogers, he threw the one pick in the end zone, which wasn't very good. That could have been pi. Who knows? But uh, I don't know if you guys saw online the rookie who picked him off had Rogers sign the ball, and Rogers wrote "Merry Christmas" yeah. on the ball. That's I did not see that. Pretty nice gift to get. Uh, and then. That, that blonde-haired linebacker, I forgot his name, but God, he oh, was... Oh, I know who you're talking He about. was pissing me off late. That, that's what it was, too. One of the runs was the run-pass option, and Rodgers kept it, and he got tackled like immediately from the blonde boy. or that. Eh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. On the... Yeah, I don't... The design run to Rodgers. I mean, can we just make it an RPO? Can we just throw it, not <laughs> right. have him run it? I mean, I get it. You got to... Yeah, I, Eventually, if you're going to do... If you're going to do the option, you have to keep it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's there. they have RPOs, so you don't have to run your quarterback. Yeah, it would have been nice. It, hopefully, we can still get that this year where he keeps it and there's no one on that side of the field and he can just do a little slide and celebrate Do like after. the Peyton Manning running towards the <laughs> corner of the end zone. Uh, moving on to running backs. An okay game. Uh, A.J. Dillon finished with 11 carries, 36 yards, a 3.3 average. The one touchdown, Aaron Jones had six carries, 25 yards, 4.2. A lot of people were wondering why they didn't get involved more in the first mm. half. I believe they each had two carries in the first half. Um, big part is a- Aaron Jones is banged up. Like He's showing up on the injury report during the week, but he doesn't get any designation for if he's going to play or not. But again, here too, I think this uh, the first play of the second half, he got his ankle rolled. And for how much we saw Patrick Taylor, the, the fact that we even said his name shows you that Aaron Jones is banged up. But, you know, still performing when he's out there. He was fine in the run in the pass game, too, with two receptions, nine yards. A.J. Dillon had two as well for 12. But 
Overall, I don't know. I like AJ Dillon close to the goal line. There was a couple like shotgun runs, but overall, I don't have many complaints with how they looked. Yeah, I mean, obviously, great to have when Aaron Jones is healthy. I mean, he's your he's your number one guy, and like on that AJ Dillon where he gets tripped up going to the end zone. Um, I mean, <sighs> yeah. he kind of fell over himself there, right? Ten out of ten times. Well, it was Aaron like a shoelace. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things where it it pays to have that dynamic running back. I mean, love the power from Dylan, but like, yeah, you can't be falling over your own shoes, bro. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, it was tough. Like, obviously, Aaron Jones is quite a bit more nimble, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be great to have him healthy going into the potential playoff run. Yeah, we'll have to see. I wonder how we're going to well, attack the Vikings if here. we're not. I mean, if we're winning, which is ideal. True. Let the guy rest a little bit, you know? Yeah, we shall see. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know how many instances we'll get of that, but I mean, hopefully Patrick it's cold Taylor, as hell. We're going to need him this week. I hope it's cold as hell in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And the Vikings just with their fake snow just get <laughs> beat. Oh, no, they had their really cool uh, whiteout. So cool. The, the I cool saw white that end zones, the, snap, the towels like, for everyone. They were literally pouring snow. Like it was the whiteout. And in their in their thing, there was like a fake snow like thing come down that I saw my buddy's Snapchat. And it was like, this is the lamest thing. <laughs> I was at the whiteout Packer game and it was snowing and it was cool because it was cold. Well, so that was very funny because <laughs> I remember leading into it. Uh, going to the Titans game, like you said, we, which we went to, which was a whiteout because they were yeah. wearing the color color rush white jerseys. Yeah. So white they were kind of saying jersey. to wear white jerseys. Well, like in our group message before going, you're like, hey, does anyone have a white jersey? Or you, someone asked for a jersey and you're like, oh, I have one, but it's not white. And it's like, dude, it's not going to be. Like well, the Vikings actually did do a pretty good job of whitening yeah. it out. Well, that's because like anything, they had, they spent money to come up with like fake culture or right. something. So everyone had like a little white towel and all that shit. But yeah, there, you know, it would be a better whiteout if you actually had a stadium that was outside when you're in Minnesota, which is, you know, well, they were they had, bred for the cold. Yeah. The purple people eaters back in the did day when they were that? actually yes. good. Their whole Why their would they intro, say that? dude. Their intro, they're inside. Their intro is like, is like we were bred for the cold. We're warriors. They say that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even. Have you seen it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have to say it. Why say it? If because they're losers. Frauds. I don't know if it's actually that, but yeah. I, yeah. All the marketing, it's always like snowing and uh, oh, kings of the north and all yeah, that shit. Ice. They're like ice kings of the north. I think. It is, or the frozen, the frozen ton. No, that's that, that's Lambo. Wow, great, great <laughs> but it's actually frozen there. <laughs> All right, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, certain things off. Christian Watson got banged up, but he did have six receptions, forty-nine yards, no touchdown. Second uh, game in a row. Could have had a pi on the second drive. Of course, no call. The refs were a little weird in this game. I I think we got more calls than the Dolphins did. It did seem like uh, the NFL might want us to. Win that game and make the playoffs, but Ooh, got, are you conspiracy theorists? I wouldn't say that they still got us on a couple well, cold calls. If you but... watch the Tampa Bay game, I'm a conspiracy theorist. They want they want Tom Brady in the playoffs for sure. Oh, it's good for ratings. Yeah, the Washington ending uh, against the Giants was very weird too. How McLaurin like checked with the ref and said he was good. He and gave still him the, threw it the flag. Like he gave him the thumbs that, up, and then that, he's like, and then he grabbed the flag immediately. Super weird. How do you how do you do that? That, that makes inferior. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. They should have to because do, it's they like, should have to do media answer after. for yourself. Yeah, they, they should have to. Talk. What was media. that? Yeah, the NFL knows if they can just get get away with it. But yeah, uh, they let the secondary play on both sides, which I was fine with. I mean, the Allen Lazard, you know, end zone. He kind of got mauled. There too, and Christian Watson as well. Uh, they got him for the face mask on the jet sweep. That kind of sucked. Um, wish he kind of knew how to throw his body around a little bit too. Once again, you know, we said it, but he got injured on the 
Fourth down no. pickup. Is third that down when he was pickup? holding the ball? They didn't get him for that face mask. They no, picked they, up the flag. Oh, they picked that's it up. right. They yeah. picked that's, it up. That's what I was thinking. I was like, because he was hold, okay. he was the ball carrier, so there was no face mask. That's there. right. They did pick yeah. it up. That, that was one too. Where like I believe should, that is a face mask. That's a face mask. <laughs> but I was you can up. I you thought cannot, if you're the ball carrier. If you don't grab the face mask, but he yes. did grab the face I thought mask. He, did he grab it? I thought his yes. fingers got At tangled the end, in there on when he's pushing down. That's definitely okay. Yeah, and still, you know, coming up with big catches too. He had the one nice catch on fourth and one near the end of the first half even though Big Dog was wide open on that play too. But I don't know. Either way, I he better. It sounds like he's going to be back. I guess we can go over the injuries quick. Um, yesterday, when asked about the injuries and talking about uh, Keyshawn Nixon, Christian Watson, and Yash Nyman, uh, Coach LaFleur said that they should be day-to-day. No one asked about Dean Lowry, who was put on IR today, which wow, sad. we'll talk about later. That might be a little bit well, of a, an you... addition by subtraction. Rogers on the McCafe show today. <laughs> are you are you getting a frappe? Is, wait, is this at the Golden <laughs> Arches? Is this yeah, well, that's okay. what they do? It's sponsor. Okay, okay. Pat McCafe. No, um, the the McAfee show. Rogers said they're all going to be ready to play. Yeah, he did hint, but at not. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And it'll be interesting to see if David Bakhtiari comes back too, so we can have if Zach Tom can just be on the bench in case anyone else gets injured. But. Does Zach Tom go, like, what's, so if Yash is, is there's no place for Zach Tom if Yash is healthy? Uh, well, if Yash is healthy healthy and David Bakhtiari is healthy. he's been playing pretty damn good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, really good. He's the rookie, right? We, yes, but yeah. you're not going to, I don't know who you'd have him replace on the line unless for it, some think, reason you had him take Meyer's well, spot. When LaFleur decides uh, that he's going to yeah. do a personality evaluation, <laughs> Whoever's the nicest gets to come out and yes. suit up. Yes. Whoever has done all their weekly reading. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, every, everyone knows Zach Tom is a good, um, polite kid, too. So that, well, that oh, maybe, maybe oh well, there you go. Maybe he'll get a Shoot. Uh, moving on. Alan Lazard, like we said, has had some uncharacteristic drops this year. He had, uh, Rogers had the bad miss on fourth. Um, but like I said earlier, but if Lazard would have caught it on second down, we would have been fine. It also looked like he got pissed at Rogers early in the first half where, Lazard was kind of open at the line, open looking for the ball, and then Lazard didn't get it to, or Rogers was, didn't give wasn't it to that him until late in the red zone too. Yeah, yes. yeah, that was the play. Yeah, and it would have been a touchdown for sure. He kind of was shaking he was his head standing there yeah. on the goal yep. line. By the time Rogers looked at him, it was too late. He threw him the ball, and it got deflected. Yep, yep. So I don't know. We'll see. Still, don't mind having him out there as a third guy. It just sucks that he's usually the number one option. Dubs had a couple of nice balls in this game too. He finished with three catches, thirty six yards. Lazard was the leading receiver too. Five receptions, sixty one. Um, but yeah, like seeing Romeo Dubs out there and Randall Cobb, just the one catch for five yards. Tight end, not a ton to talk about. Obviously, the big catch big and run from Big Dog, mostly catch. Uh, Robert Tunyon had a nice pickup on third down as well for 13 yards, I believe. And Tyler Davis, Deguara, God, still too much of Tyler Davis. We had the one fourth down play on the goal line where Big Dog had his touchdown, but I just don't feel good in a goal line offense with Tyler Davis out there who seems to forget assignments at times or misses blocks. But uh, how do we feel about Josiah DeGuara as a return man? That's right. Yeah. It's nice to see them trying to kick away from Keyshawn, (laughs) but my Lord. Yeah. That was the, uh, he wasn't prepared. That was the onside, like squib. It was like a squib. Yeah. That surprised the hell out of me. When they did that, I was like, at least, I mean, squib it, but the onsides action was like, it was a weird was it a mistake. I, yeah. I just, I don't know if he tried to squib it and just fucking yeah. scold it or something, but yeah, not, not very good. Um, 
The offensive line, Royce Newman, like we talked about, came in at right tackle when Yash went down. He had a false start, a hold, and got beat for a sack pretty early on. But other than that, he was okay, I guess. Either way, like I said, would rather see Yash or Zach Tom out there, depending on who is going to be healthy. But either way, not a lot of concerns with the offensive line as long as Bakhtiari or Yash can so play next week. if Zach Tom goes in and he's kind of like the fill all the gaps when somebody gets hurt guy, is he that versatile? Like, do they... Does yeah, he know all the positions. And I, stuff? It's a very Packers thing to have a guy that can play anywhere. The only one I would question with, so right now, I mean, like it's kind of been all year, the preferred offensive line would be Bakhtiari, um, Elton Jenkins, yep. Myers, Runyon, and then Yash. And then you have Zach Tom who can come in and fill. Zach Tom, I would think, could come in at either tackle position or either guard. Maybe we'd see Jake Hansen if Myers got hurt, but that's the only one. Interesting that at the position that seems like on paper, like if you're just looking at him yeah, and looking at his number, especially the one spot that you would think you could plug and play him at center. You don't think he would, but go? that's the one place where he got the least amount of snaps during training camp and shit. Sure. Where it, but do you want Jake Hansen on the field? No, you, no you don't want Jake Hansen on the field. Um, you can figure out how to snap it. Yeah. Uh, but with that, that's all we have for offense. We will have a quick commercial break. And we are back with the defense. The defense uh, looked pretty pretty good. Uh, like I said, we'll probably talk about it a little bit with take news, but uh, I want them to play good, but not too good <laughs> to like finish out the year just with Joe Barry being who he is. But God, the second half, I mean, didn't give up a single point, and just the front seven alone looked the best they have looked all year. Like they just won at the line of scrimmage in the second half once Dean Lowry, Dean Lowry was out of there. Uh, got the turnovers in the secondary. I don't know if um, Joe Barry really did anything. There was the report that Jerry Gray, once again, like he did with Jair against the Bears, was yelling at everyone at halftime. And that apparently turned the course for the secondary to actually play their matchups. But yeah, uh, not very many big plays in the second half. Andrew, you look confused. Well, I guess I just don't understand why Barry wouldn't be the one to be yelling. Maybe he's not a yeller. I don't, I don't... think he's ever yelled. Okay, I don't know. Just guess, just a guess. Maybe yeah. he yells at someone. Yeah, I don't know how everything goes down in the locker room. Sure, but uh, maybe we should just get that other guy who we just was talking about to yell at the beginning of the games too, like just as if it was halftime and they were losing. That's what maybe he's uh, like the pump up guy and just like do it, man. Well, that's what they brought that up in the presser today. They asked about Jerry Gray, you know, yelling at the guys at halftime, and Lafleur said, "Well, I guess maybe we'll have to start doing that pregame." So I guess oh, we'll we'll cool. see. Maybe he'll <laughs> cool. be angry oh. right off the get go. Uh, moving on to corner. Razul Douglas had a game. He gets beat a lot, but I still feel better about him being out there than other guys. Like we talked about, obviously, the big pick to seal it. He got close a couple other times, but just they were playing so much tighter in the second half. Even that last drive, I think there was a little quick outside pass, and he tackled the dude inbounds to make the clock continue to run. That was pretty big. Um, yeah, I don't know. He has good days, bad days, gets beat by... Uh, Waddle, but also gets the unreal pick. Um, I don't. I still love Jair or uh, Rasul Douglas. Jair Alexander, good game. Had his whole postseason breakdown, which we talked about a little bit, but that was another nice pick too. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Secondary still a little strange. Adrian Amos, man, I, I still like no one's fallen from grace more than he has. That Hill play, both Hill plays the or the long one to Hill and the other one to Waddle, like Amos is just right there, not being able to keep up with them. And Rudy Ford did get benched in the second half a bit. I think they were rotating a little bit, but that's why we saw 
Enos Gaines, number 38, and Darnell Savage get more snaps once again. Even Tyreek Carpenter, the seventh-round pick, got some snaps on defense as well. You were talking a little bit about safeties that suck and talking about Adrian Amos. Uh, you forgot to mention Uh-oh. somebody who has really fallen from grace and is not playing anymore, uh, Darnell Savage, which actually... He did play this game a little mm-hmm. bit, but um, I thought that was interesting too. To when Lafleur talked about how he handled getting benched like a pro, yes, which I guess just means he didn't pout. I'm assuming, right? Which yeah, is good. I guess didn't didn't pull a Kalen Hill or a Kylan Hill and go up to whoever in the organization and bitch about playing time, which <laughs> seems to have been why he got released. But you know, oh. we we talked about it a little bit before too. It is nice to have those guys who know the role and a you know Patrick Taylor again like the dude's been on the 53 cut brought back up cut yep you know he's always that kind of glue guy on special teams we saw the dubs uh return where he ran out of the end zone you see Patrick Taylor like no 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 don't come don't come and um still when he was out on the field the blocking and everything else so it's nice to have these guys you don't think about who can still come in and not totally fuck up so hopefully that's what Darnell will be I'd like to yeah. rotate those guys rather than just give Darnell and Darnell's a, a good athlete so I mean if he can be serviceable it'd be great it's yes. always great to have a fast guy with a high RAS score right we love those RAS scores who love football who love football we love the guys oh. with high RAS scores who loves football okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yes there yeah. you go yeah but uh, anyways my thoughts on the secondary they sucked in the first half and they were they're good enough in the second half the secondary sucks if they don't get turnovers that's what it kind of seems right now that's almost like a Dom Capers secondary where it's like yes they're gonna give up a lot of yards consistently if you can turn the ball over it's worth it man i thought on that punt uh we were gonna turn the ball over but like their guy who touched it was out of bounds or some shit um i don't remember this hmm. yeah i'm yeah blanking okay okay you know what what was that a different game that was monday night football okay very good <laughs> very good andrew it's- Keep it up. Yeah, I wonder, too, of how much of it was just the constant pressure that Tua was under. You know, he only had the two sacks, but he did have to move around quite a bit. That probably helped with yeah. throwing all the yellow balls, but whatever. Inside linebacker Devondre, Com- uh, Devondre Campbell with a huge pick in the fourth. I feel like every time he gets these interceptions, which, I mean, he's already made more big plays in his two years with the Packers than Blake Martinez or anyone else really did who's sat at that inside linebacker spot, but they all seem to be on the ro- on the road. He had the pick against Tampa oh, really? earlier this year. Um, I think the Commanders he had one this year, and last year as well he had a big play. But it's always away games, it seems like. Um, Quay's always around the ball. He still seems to be improving. Not as many splash plays this week, but he also could have got another interception, or I should just say a interception. And they did get a little bit creative. They um, Early in the game they had... Uh, three inside linebacker set with Chris Barnes on the field. And then uh, Devondre and Quay went out and played edge, which was interesting. So oh, I didn't even notice. I like, I don't want to, well, we'll talk about Dean, but. Well, was that the play where Quay almost had the sack where he came off the edge? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was nice. Yeah. So I, I like seeing that some creativity mixing in the secondary, putting Savage and Enos Gaines in there just to make it, you know, everyone knows they're not safe to keep their snaps. And then hopefully seeing some more of Devonta Wyatt, too. Uh, outside linebacker, first play of the game, J.J. Nagbari uh, batted down the pass. Feels like every week, the first series, he comes up with a big play. Um, and also, he's just been so good since he's come in, especially for a fifth-round pick. Uh, almost had a sack on Tua, and he gave Tua the concussion, which was obviously a pretty pretty big play. Uh, Preston Smith, 
had a had a sack. This is a most pick six play too, where on second and goal he sacked Tua, which eventually led to the field goal attempt. Pretty pretty big. That made it ten to or ten to twenty. That's just in my own notes, which I didn't have to read it out loud, but we're too late. We're already <laughs> into it. And Justin Hollins, the guy we picked up from the Rams, has been steady all year, containing at least on the edge. If that may be the one improvement we've had with Gary going down is containing on the edge, but still. I, yeah, I don't feel like Gary's awful at it, but he's definitely looking when to he's get sacks. When he's looking, you yeah. notice because it's that, not quite as bad as like Zadarius. Zadarius oh. was oblivious. <laughs> To the edge, yeah. But at least you know, at least with Gary, and I think Gary is athletic enough too. Where like, even if a guy is going to get outside of him, he can work up the field at him. Yes, I don't know. That's his saving grace is his athleticism. Yeah. Zadarius is a social media edge rusher where he just <laughs> he needs to get his pressures, he needs to get his sacks, he needs to get an, in front of the camera, whether it's on a plane with Kirk Cousins and Chains or on the sideline after when I just I fucking hate him. We'll talk about him later though. Uh, defensive line, uh, Wyatt. Again, another great game. Had his snaps tripled in this game because one Dean Lowry went out. Um, he's on IR, so it doesn't look like he'll be back unless we do make the playoffs. But even if, I wouldn't be too upset if we don't see him again. But having a rotation of Kenny Clark, Wyatt, Reed, and Slayton is pretty good. I will take that because those guys, especially in the second half, you watch, and it was just a massacre at the line of scrimmage, which we usually seem to get bullied on those plays. And Dean Lowry, he did have one good play. He doesn't have the actual plays that he makes, but he had a big holding call against him, too. So they lost. <laughs> they wow. lost 10 yards play. On, on a big pickup, too. I think they had the first down, too. So, hey, at least he did something. Um, good to he, see the rookie getting some more snaps. I mean, let's at least see what he can do. And he played well. Yeah, I, it, that's the thing. If he was getting snaps earlier in the year and he wasn't playing well, it's like, okay. And I don't know if he's just an asshole, right, Andrew? And he's not we nice like to assholes. Matt. Yeah, if don't. he's not a nice guy. But he's always finishing plays, too. He's, he had another play this game where he ran down the running back after he got washed at the line of scrimmage and still made the tackle. So I don't I don't see how you could, you know, have a worse defense with Devonta Wyatt getting more snaps. Special teams couple things to talk about. Keyshawn Nixon so fucking good. Before we move to special teams, yep. you started out the, the defensive segment with you want the defense to play well, but not like too well. So well, I, have a, that, I just have a... It, that's for what, take news too. Is it? Well, I just have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Would you trade Joe Barry for, let's say, just, just one, for a decade if we could have a lights out defense and win a Super Bowl? But then you have to have Joe Barry for a decade. I don't know. A decade. I don't know. That's it's a long time. That's literally asking for the 2010. But Green a Bay Super Packers. Bowl. Yeah, that, like I said, that's literally asking for the 2010 right. Green Bay Packers. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I I would lean towards no, even like really. I, I don't want nine years of watching this fucking defense. Like that's the most frustrating part about watching football. Well, how many years have we been watching bad defense? Uh, Especially if you have lights out offense. Just keep it going. Yeah, but maybe if we just find a good defensive coordinator, then you can wow. you know, fill in the gaps a little bit. But I don't know. Okay. I, I would say we'll see, but we'll never see that, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I really hope Joe Barry's around for 10 years. Special teams, Keyshawn Nixon really good. Had the 93-yard return that we only got three points for. But, my God, he's changed the dynamic of the team. Even, like, every game, post-game, Rodgers yeah, brings He better be up. healthy next week. We're going to need him. Yeah, I feel like he's going to play. It sounds like it. We'll have to see the injury report tomorrow, but uh, I don't know. Um, either way, even when he gets to the 25, we've seen how other teams have had to try to slow him down, whether squibbing it or whatever. They pushed him out at the 25-yard line, and you could 
hear the Dolphins players celebrating. A, really? A <laughs> like how excited they are to not give up 60 yards? <laughs> yes, yeah. And it, Dubs coming in, like I mentioned, to replacing Nixon. Patrick Taylor even told him not to run it out. That was a terrible, terrible return. I think he got it to like the 11-yard line. You hear, not you know, not to backtrack here, but you hear people say, oh, so-and-so is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And half the time, it's not a game changer. Like, they're just a decent player or a good player. But it is probably the actual biggest game changer that one player has made in our offense this entire year. Special teams. Starting at the 20 versus starting at the other team's 40 is a big fucking difference. Yeah. He is our Devin Hester. I mean, it's insane. I hope he can stay healthy. I hope we can bring him back next year, too. We'll see. But it's... I hope he just is ours. Like, <laughs> yeah, we own him. Yeah, you're just ours now. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird, because we've talked about it this year, too. Like, I would always just take it at the 25 if he could, and this is the first time ever where it's like, you know what? No, don't. Yeah, don't yeah, take it. Just let it rip. No matter what, you take the ball. Yeah, let's see what happens. And it's funny, too, because they still don't feel confident enough with him on punt returns. Do you remember? See, there was a pinned. quote like a week or two ago where it was like, they were asking him about it. He's like, well, like, it was when he took the ball out from like eight yards deep in the end. So he's like, it's boring to like I, yeah. I get it like you sit on the sidelines all day and then you go out there and you catch the ball and you have to because they want to make it play. he's like it's boring so i run it out he well there was which that. is probably why he hasn't played until week six <laughs> well there was that and then he even his first punt return the one that he caught over his head i yeah. believe it was the, it was either that one i think that was one that he returned that was deep anyways but uh they asked him about it after the game and he's like yeah i knew rich would be mad at me but as long as i caught it i'd be fine so i caught it so it's fine <laughs> it's like okay well it kind of makes sense why they waited so long to get you back it's a knucklehead a little bit of a knucklehead but we need more knuckleheads yeah, on our knucklehead, team, especially who works as hard as he does yes. or does as good yeah and you know he might be nice to his uh his mom was at the rams game i don't know if you guys saw that she's battling breast cancer that was the first time she's been able mm. to see him this year so yeah yeah maybe you know he's well, got a mom there you go yeah you know do you have a mom I yeah okay cool whole, whole other topic all right that's true and with, <laughs> and with that we will have take news seamless football time take news all right take news for the week no uh no clip no clip just you know the the team is good again we're okay again i guess i should yeah, say that's I, a better i said it after the titans game where we were in zombie mode and we're i think we might even be coming alive a little bit after the the weekend that was perfect i maybe would have rather had the uh giants win than lose just so that the vikings would have more to play for to uh lock up their seating but bottom line now easiest way to look at it if the packers went out and the Commanders lose one game. They're playing the uh, first. They're playing the Browns, and then they're Dallas? playing the Cowboys. Yeah. Or if you know if they he if they don't lose one of those two games, the Giants would have to lose their last two. I don't remember who they're playing. I think one of those no. games is the Eagles. But things are looking pretty good. You know, this time a week ago, the numbers calculator gave us like an eight percent chance of making the playoffs. Now it's up to like 25, 27. But either way, as long as we win out, we should. Make it? It's like 96 if we went out. Yes. Yes, at this point. How fun would it... I mean, putting the cart in front... We got to win the last two yes. games. But if we win the last two games, when is the... And let's say Washington wins next week. When is the Washington Cowboys game? 
I I'm not sure. It's a little Isn't goofy. Isn't there the like how fun would it be too. to watch Mike McCarthy beat the Commanders, but and put the Packers? But in I the think but that'd, be pretty, I, that'd be pretty cool. But I think he wouldn't want to be. I think he's going to rest his guys. We saw it, uh, 2011 the Matt Flynn game. So I think the Cowboys would probably rest their guys again. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he throws a ball. But how did 2011 turn out? Not not great, Bob. Not great. Yeah. So maybe he's learned his lesson and he will fight for us. Yeah, fight for us. Fight mm-hmm. for us, McCarthy. Yeah. We fired you and you didn't get a chance to say goodbye to your team, but fight for us. Yes. But he likes Green yes. Bay a lot. But either way, how do you guys feel? Do you think we're going to make the playoffs? Andrew, you've been a little him and hong this no, year. I, I, I've been. We're making the playoffs <laughs> the entire time. Okay. I've been. No like, doubts at all. No. I mean, I got a ticket from two weeks ago, uh, 1100 or plus 1100 that we're going to make the playoffs. Ooh. And, I mean, I've, I'm a firm so believer. So you're in. I've said it like four times now in the podcast. I'm driving to Iowa, taking different odds, and I've grabbed them This, is, this was like week five when you said <laughs> yeah. you were still going to win the division. Well, yeah. So <laughs> so that ticket's out. That, that's one's gone. But like a week <laughs> after that, I said, we're going to the playoffs. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in on the playoffs for sure. There's even like, I, I don't even hate, I hate to say it, but like there's a weird third back door. Um, if we lost to the Vikings, where yeah. it's like a four percenter, but we've already been at four percent anyway. It, we could it's mostly we like could everybody be, else has to lose. It's out. like yeah, right. it's like it's like it's like seven games has to happen if we lose to the Vikings, but yep. there is that weird yeah, chance that it's, it could happen. It's basically the Seahawks, Giants, and Commanders all losing out, but we yeah. could we could still get the sixth seed here too, which, which is, is crazy. pretty funny. When we were that dead a month ago, like literally, we were at the Titans game. We were like, well, at least we watched the last game. That's really going to matter. But what do you know? So, if we do make the playoffs, how do you guys feel about any type of run this team could make? I mean, we'd have to see something in the next two weeks that would make me believe that this team is... I mean, just... I just don't know how good the NFC is. You know, I mean, the NFC is garbage. Yeah. Look, here's the deal. Vikings are frauds. Vikings have won in coin flips at every last two minutes of all of their games. Right. So, we're going to advance. If they win the... You know, if they get... If they're what the second or what the second seed they're going to be dream scenario. If we could play the Vikings in the first round of the playoffs, that is yes. that is a That's what dream. dream scenario because yeah. okay. we go Viking or you know Vikings Detroit Vikings again, and it's like we I, I honestly as a, even just as a Packer fan, but I believe we are a better team than them. And I was listening to Vikings radio with like the K fan or whatever. Yeah, those, yeah. and that guy. I mean, well, Paul Allen is the worst. He wasn't worst. being too. It must not have been Paul Allen because he was like. The guy was like, I woke up on Christmas morning. So he was. So you're talking about a rational person. He was very guy. rational. He yeah. was like, I don't want to play the Packers. He straight up said, I hope we beat the Packers because I don't want to play the Packers again in the playoffs. Right. I don't feel good about beating this team in the playoffs. So if we can beat them now and get them out, that's my main goal. Like he was like being honest about not wanting like one of the scarier teams. And it felt good as a Packer fan. Yeah. Hearing a Vikings fan finally acknowledge or acknowledge that this year. Well, that's what's weird because I... It's poverty franchise shit. You know, it's the stuff we were making fun of them the last few years. But we're playing with house money right now. If we win these next two games and we play the Vikings, I'm like, I don't really even give a shit. Even if we lose to the Vikings, it's like, okay, you guys were supposed to. But if we beat you this year where you're like, we're not frauds, we're not frauds, and we beat you in your stadium, fuck, man. It's like, I don't care. It would be like, you know, the 2012 season again where after beating the Bears, it was like, okay, cool. The fourth and eight, cool. House money is the best way to put that. You go to the casino, you lose 200 bucks, you're already mm-hmm. lost. You're going home. On the way out, some guy stops you. Hey, I got a $20 voucher. Well, 
fuck it, you'll put it on a hand, but you don't care because you're going home. Yes. And then you get to fucking say, ha ha, you little bitches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that would be the best so, case scenario. That's how most people talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bitches. Yeah. The other thing, too, the my biggest fear in the NFC, the Eagles, you know, they're probably better, and we sh- I shouldn't even be saying this much. If another team can take out the 49ers, and I really wish we had Rashawn. You don't want to play the 49ers? That is, even with Purdy. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that defense, Kyle Shanahan just, and I still remember the first year doing this podcast. I was like, I going into the playoffs when we were playing the Niners in the NFC Championship game, I'm like, I really hope this doesn't start a narrative that we're little brother to Kyle Shanahan. And that's just what the narrative has been ever since then. So I don't know if we can avoid them, you know, winning a playoff game, making the playoffs would be cool. But I don't know. Either way, this is all fucking gravy at this point. Who else are you afraid of in the NFC? The Number one, Niners. Number two, Eagles. After that, it's really a wash for me. I really don't. I mean, what Cowboys? We we beat them. I feel decent about playing them in yeah. in Dallas. The Vikings, you know, we all think they're frauds. I think they're okay. I'd be very surprised if the Vikings won uh, more than one playoff game. I'd, you know, even in, depending on who they play, I wouldn't feel that good about it. But uh, the last thing talking about playoffs and hinted at earlier. So you got two options here. Would you take the Packers making the playoffs and what happens happens? But Joe Barry comes back, or would you rather miss the playoffs and have Joe Barry get fired? I will answer for after you if you want to go talk. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have an answer ready. I I think I would rather go to the. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. All right, you think this one, Todd. You're going for the playoffs. Uh, same thing that fans on Reddit and Twitter say. Oh, why are you starting Rogers? Let's play Love. We should get a better seat. Fuck, you're, you're playing to watch your team win mm-hmm. and advance and move to the next level. So look, if Barry and his defense helps us get there, I don't like I don't like watching this defense. It's bad. But look, if they make it to the playoffs and they figure it out and they work together as a team, big ifs. Then okay, sure. But that's what I'm saying. If it happens, then sure he can come back again next year and maybe improve upon himself and with that team and learn from. Hey, when I do yes, this, this yes. works. Maybe him as a coach can him. Uh, him can figure it out as well you know joe barry is him he is not him todd what do you think i i so in the scenario if we go to the playoffs he is coming back yes yes in this scenario 100 already signed like his contract (laughs) says playoff we will not fire you for the next year it just it like i i want to go to the playoffs like i don't i don't want to play for a draft pick like that's Mm -hmm. not what i want to do at all but like if he has to come back, <laughs> you don't like know that the next guy's sure going to be better. And that's actually probably true because if we go to the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs, unless he's coming the defense back. is horrible, yeah, but maybe. then the offense would have to carry us and that's not going to happen. The defense is going to have to play a role. Yeah. And if we go to the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs, I mean, You're Joe Barry's coming back next year. You don't year. fire really anyone if you go to the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. No, you don't. Well, you don't, I would rather you lose. You don't adjust too much. Kansas City, they lost to the Patriots in whatever year that was, 2019, 2018. Made it to the AFC Championship game, lost to the Patriots. Fired their defensive coordinator that offseason. The next year, they won the Super Bowl. So, anyways. Okay, I, so one time it has happened. I but, would, I mean, no, I'm sure it happens more. Uh, yeah, I, would, I, just, I think... I think Get we don't do Barry. that because we're nice. The Green Bay Packers are nice. Especially so if they make Ford. it, they don't have a reason to fire Mike anyone. McCarthy and Dom Capers. He was the nicest person ever to Dom. But yes, uh, for me, I would. And again, I'm you know this isn't an actual option. I'm always going to root for the team. 
But I would not want to make the playoffs if that means Joe Barry's coming back. Joe Barry, I understand. I think it's if the opposite is he's for sure coming back, right? Like, that's well, that, what you're basing. That's what the question is. If there's no way. If it was in his contract the where they have to make him come back, can if we he, fire him as fans? No, that, that's what I'm saying. He would have to come back if we make the playoffs. That's where I'm like, I don't want. If we went into, if we go into next year and Joe Barry is still the defensive coordinator, it is a lost year off the top. Because okay. I'm like, we would have to hire someone within the building to be DC if we've even fired him mid-season, which I think would Great. still be better than the you know the heads we've had in the in the defensive coaching staff this year. But- Did he adjust? In this last game between halves, or was it just the concussion? Because the defense was, came out looking different. It right? was the concussion. But was it the offense came out looking a lot worse? It's again the big thing that a lot of guys on in the secondary said was Jerry Gray yelling at them. So, so I don't know. You look at you what look if, at Joe Barry on the sidelines, you don't see him like What if going Joe Barry just says, All right, look, Gray, you you yell, you talk for me. I want to be the schemer and and you're you my yell, yelling you man. I'm the schemer, cover two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think I want to see the team go to the playoffs. I'm taking that deal all day. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's fair. And Todd, I guess we didn't really get a straight answer. No, middleman. Middleman. Todd. I guess I think I think it's not make the playoffs. If if that's this is a, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you know. go. I just it. Yeah. That's why it's take news. You know. Yeah, sometimes we have to get some flaming hot takes out there. That's what the internet's for. Do you have some hack it? I'm I'm bummed to hear the. The answers from both, oh, sorry. both oh. parties here. I well, just, I'm, we're still going to root real. for the we team. Can say whatever we no, want. I know, yeah, I know. Just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's just I don't want Joe Barry on no, this I, team. Joe, that's, Joe that's Barry's defense sucks to watch. Yeah. Um, Play of football is fun no, to watch. You mentioned Hackett. Yeah, Hackett got fired yesterday. Rogers did say on the Pat McAfee show that he doesn't think Hackett will be back this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back to the pack. Comes back, but I wonder what type of role they'd put him in because they wouldn't make him OC again. They'd have to Clock find manager. like offensive assistant. And then... We really need a gold zone. We have it's a very dim zone right now. It would be pretty funny. It's like yeah, we're entering the playoffs, and then that's when Matt's finally like, okay, okay, Nate, I'm gonna give you a call, and it's like, can you come save our season? Our red zone offense is it's like a movie, fucking terrible. It's like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I got a question. Are there people on every team that like analyze the team they're gonna play? Like, Every coaching staff is different. Every coaching staff has different different roles. You know, like Mike McCarthy, he didn't have many analytics people early on. Towards the end, he had a couple. But then, like now, we've hired on Connor Lewis, I think is his name, who was our analytics guy. Yeah. But now he's moved up so much through the, um, I'm the saying coaching like, staff that he's an assistant QB coach. No, they do have guys on the team who are strictly analytics and will tell you. Like, he's you saying like the person. I'm saying like I'm saying like, look, we're gonna play the Vikings next week. The Vikings on third and two yes. are 85 yes. percent to yes. rush, 15 to pass. Yes. If they rush, this is gonna happen. So like that does happen. We have people doing this for us. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Very good. Well, with that, right on cue is Kyle an idiot. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Uh, you two, hey, you were two and one. I thought we were three yeah, and all. I well, no, I think you were two and one last week. Hey, yeah. every time that you guys, as a trio, have gotten there's it, two of us, duo, two of us, yeah, duo, you've won. We've won as a Todd team. has split personality. We've also won. Is Kyle an idiot? And we've lost, but we'll just roll with it. Okay. <laughs> the first question: Are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah. ready. Yeah, cool. Keyshawn Nixon was seven yards short of returning a kickoff for a touchdown. Who is the last Packer to return a kickoff for a touchdown? Hmm. 
was it that who's that guy we fired? Um, Montgomery. Ty Montgomery, because he yeah, remember that shit he did a couple years back when he like stepped out. I like how you said get fired. Like yeah. did he cut. did he score? I I just know he was. I was the only last kickoff return oh, I can think of. I, I almost, was there for a while. Was it? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It was a Packer. Oh um, well, that changes things. Was he a free agent pickup? Uh, I don't. I I don't know how many. My only answer is going to be Ty Montgomery. I don't know anyone else that was return kicks. Okay. Um. Or Cobb has Cobb. Well, there was the Cobb. Yeah, his rookie year. I said, would that be the last one? I mean, it's been. Think of it. It doesn't happen a lot. Pretty poor. I guess I'll say. I guess I'll say Cobb. Cobb. Randall Cobb, yes, 2011. The would, for some reason, kickoff against the Saints, yes, that was the last time we've had wow. a kick return touchdown. Who's the running back that we got from the Chiefs? Um, Niall Davis. Niall Davis. For some reason, didn't he have a big one? Uh, maybe, but he was only else. on the team for like, like two two weeks. Oh, I'm thinking so, of somebody else. Uh, maybe Christine Michael. But That's what I'm thinking of. We had Jeremy Ross too. I'm he thinking of a, Christine Michael, but yeah, I think not. Michael did have a decent one. Now that you yeah. bring it up. But it was Cobb. Yeah, very good. Wow, Andrew, once yep. again, saving the day. Woo! Nice job. Want to know for the week. The next one, with the talk of the NFC South sucking and the winner getting to host a playoff game, who did the Packers play an away playoff game to a team with a losing record in 2006? 2006, oh, that's a long time I guess maybe ago. not a, a losing record. No, they did have a losing record, but they had a home playoff game and we played them. That's that's I, really far see, back. I'm I, I'm more of like an 08 guy. When I could gamble, I started caring a lot more. Right. Um, Sorry, it, uh, 2016 is what I meant to say. Could it be okay? The, that feels better. Could it be the, I don't even know if this team's. Yeah, yeah, it is. Could it be the Falcons? I like how you're like whispering, even though there's could some be, like. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm remember, trying to think of teams. I remember that... we lost to the Falcons at home right around that era. Because like I I remember watching the game in my living room with some buddies. <laughs> Can you say it again? So which it was. A team, we played a team in the playoffs in their home stadium, and they had a losing record. I think it was in the their Falcons. home stadium. Um, yeah, we can say the Falcons. I don't know. Could be wrong. Probably wrong. But you guys are saying the Falcons? Sure. That is wrong. That is the year that the Packers lost to the Falcons in the Georgia Dome. I thought you said we the... lost to them. No, we beat them. No, I said they had a losing record. Had a losing oh, record. okay. So who, yeah, who was it? It was the Washington... Whatever is at the time. Yes. Mm. It was the Nick Perry game when he had two and a half sacks. We lost to them in the regular season. I would not have got that. That was the, you like that? I would have never gone with the Redskins. No. It's, the most, no, it's the most forgettable playoff yeah. game I can remember. Do you know what year the, the was that? That was either 17 or 15 then, wasn't it, with, with Atlanta? We I don't know what you're talking about. We played Atlanta and lost to them in the 2016 playoffs when they were the number one seed. They were a very, very good oh, football okay. team. Sure. That was the... Game where they were up on the Patriots and then yeah, yeah, yes. Super Bowl. Yeah, yep. yep. okay. All right, one and one. Let's mm. see if you guys can save our season by getting this one right. Big. The Packers are playing the Vikings this week. Mm. <laughs> where did Adam Thielen play college football? Oh my, that's a joke. I, I, a gimme. I, I got no. Say, we got it. Let's he really wants he a six zero with the punch. <laughs> you guys know right? <laughs> he went to Minnesota State. I even knew that one personally. So. They never see yeah, that game. We never like, hear enough Minnesota about that State. around here. Yes. Uh, okay. So with the Vikings uh, winning Week One, the Vikings have a chance to sweep the Packers on the season. When was the last time the Vikings swept the Packers in the regular season? Okay, I'm gonna say a couple pieces of trivia that I know. Okay. It's well before Aaron Rodgers. He's never been swept in a season from any NFC team. I just saw that factoid. Oh, really? I just saw that okay, factoid. So that However, 
unless so it's a farve. Well, it's either farve or it's or it's it's the year where Huntley was playing. So it's one of those two. Okay, and um, Andrew's getting very excited. Uh, yeah, because I want to save the season. I just saw a graphic too of like the years that because that would have probably been a year that they won. That well, they won the division, and I just, they played. I know when far or sorry when Rogers got hurt and Huntley came in. I was at that game, and it was the first game that they played the Vikings for the season, and it was in Minnesota. We should um, sidebar since you, it, we're going to have some dead air here. So yeah, Andrew. In fact, the three of us we were all at that game that you're talking about where Rogers got hurt, broke his collarbone, yep. only yeah. came in. Yep. Packers Vikings. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story about your uh, buddy eight in that game? Yeah, I do. So this is U.S. <laughs> Bank Stadium. <laughs> I do. Go ahead. U.S. And tell Bank your story. Stadium. First... And you were pretty close. You were sitting with him, weren't you? Yeah, we were. We were second row, fifty-five yard line, like right there. The fifty-five yard line. And uh, like we're right, right there. And Nate, uh, lovely guy, but a, he's a, a muscular, a bigger guy. He's got he's got yeah. power to him, right? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a provider. We're drunk. We're drunk. We're drunk. He jumps the field. End, end of, the, of game. the game. End of the game. Yeah. Rushes on the field. <laughs> he's running around the field. We're like, I'm not being associated with him. We we believe. We're like, yeah. we're done with Nate for the day. And you know, we're like, he's in jail. Whatever. Uh, apparently. Somehow he gets out of jail. He gets booked. You know, he gets he does this. Did he get like put in like the stadium jail? Yeah, stadium jail, which is like not real jail. <laughs> no, yeah. but like, like they still gave him a ticket there. for like being a nuisance. <laughs> like it was a real ticket. Didn't, like, okay. didn't the security wasn't the security guy like right there? And he was like, "Don't do yeah." This. Like, oh, he's because they're talking about it. You can hear you know you can hear the players basically. And he's like, "No, please, like don't." And Nate's like, "I'm doing it." And we're like, "Don't." And everyone's telling him not to. Did you at least watch, see how far he got? Like, no, because he... we knew that well, that he, security guard like was going to come steps. for us. He got, I mean, yeah, probably like seven steps, <laughs> you know, but like, I don't think he made it to like the white lines even. Like, was he, he was tackled? Oh, yeah. Oh, and geez. then we got, we're like, wow. this is a done. Because the security guard's right there. He knows what's coming. So anyway, we all go to the bar. We're like, screw it. Um, fucking sure as shit. Nate shows up at the bar. We're like, how the fuck are you here? What are you doing? And he's, you got the eyes in the back of his head. And we're like, okay, okay. Nate's on the dance floor. Nate never dances. Like, he is just bizarre. Three hours go by. Go home. Two hours go by. Six missed calls. What the hell's going on? Well, back in jail. Because <laughs> he's harassing people at the bar. The real wanna, jail this time. The real jail this, this time. They this, didn't want to dance sucks. with him. And he was mad. He'd never been arrested before he got arrested twice. In, in the same... Day. It's like, that. how does it even... But at least take first, one and know to go home. Maybe. If you get arrested by like the stadium, that's not really getting arrested. I mean, well, like, I think it's real police because they got a real, real. He had two DUI or not DUIs. He had true drunk and disorderlies. Yeah. from the police department in the oh. same twenty hour like, period. Book you. I don't. Know, I think the, if you did today, you'd probably get arrested. But back to it. Uh, what year do you think the oh uh, we know the Los Angeles swept them? So that that was in must have been 2017, 2018. The years we sucked. So it's either 2018 or a Farve era. I'm going to say, did we suck in? Andrew, what did you say before? I said it's either, I think, 2018 or a Farve era. No, you said something before that. Well, it says 2017. Oh. But that's because I'm trying to, huh? it's 22. I don't know, it's 20, 2017. Years we sucked. I'm just trying to go through those. We sucked. Must we be 2017. Sucked in 2013. Let's, it's 2017. 2017. Wow. Very Brett good. Huntley. Yes, it was 2017. The Brett Hunt. All on my own. If we stall long enough. 
Andrew, like, so many different answers. Yes, that was the one. Um, uh, 2018, we... Uh, was that the Seahawks loss in the That playoffs? was when uh, the first week we tied, and then we lost to them later on in the year. But 2017 oh, was sure. two losses. So, wow, very good. No help at all. Two and one. Very good there, guys. <laughs> we saved the season for the pack. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a question for me? You know what? I did, and I, I remember thinking, because someone yeah, gave a stat. A lot. Someone said a statoid. Um, statoid. A statoid, like a factoid, but a stat at the game. And I was thinking I should ask Spencer that. And I don't remember what it was. All right. Thank you. Thank you for for giving us that. <laughs> yeah, <it's really> okay. <laughs> Moving Almost. On, the, the preview of the Vikings game, 325 kickoff on C- CBS. So we will have Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Announcing it, uh, Vegas has the Packers as three and a half point favorites wow. currently. So even a little, you know, that half point right there too makes makes you think that they're a slightly better team. A forty eight point over under. Overall, obviously, we all know the Vikings are frauds. I believe their point differential on the season is plus five now after the Giants game. But they're built for the cold. We have to remember that. Yes, all the advertising that they put out here in the Twin Cities area. That's an absolute fucking joke. Uh, On offense, they are seventh in points per game. They are 25th in yards per carry. And they're 18th in yards per pass. However, they are third in pass yards per game. So they do pass quite a bit. On defense, they give up 25 points per game, which is 28th in the NFL. They also give up the second most yards per game. They have a very average run D, uh, not a great pass D. I believe they're right in the middle of the pack for run D and a little further back for pass D. Uh, They're also middle of the NFL in sacks and creating pressure, even though they have Zedarius and Daniil Hunter. They both have double-digit sacks, but, you know, they're not very consistent. Uh, they also have a top five turnover differential, so they don't turn the ball over a shit ton, and they get a few uh, on offense. Kirk Cousins made a Pro Bowl, you know, but he's still not good. We all know he's not very good. He has 27 touchdowns and 11 picks on the season. Justin Jefferson, I don't know if you guys have heard about him, but he's having a very good year. He's about 200 yards away from uh, surpassing Calvin Johnson for the most wow. reception yards in a season. They also have Adam Thielen, but he's getting old. He only has 692 yards on the season. Uh, Justin Jefferson has 1,756. TJ Hawkinson, who they picked up right before the trade deadline, has been very good. He had two touchdowns and 100 yards last week. Pretty good. Their O-line has been better. I think they have a really good left tackle finally. They have two good bucking tackles with O'Neal and... uh, God, what's the guy's name? He's got a cool name. Uh, But yeah. Kirk still gets sacked, and when you know when you get to him, he fucking sucks. On defense, Patrick Peterson has been surprisingly great this year. When I thought he was absolutely toast, uh, he has four picks on the season, but they still have Harrison Smith back there and some very young corners. Daniel Hunter leads the team with ten and a half sacks, but Z has ten. Z made the Pro Bowl. Eric Kendricks is still good in the middle of the field, and their defensive coordinator Donatel, Donnell Donatel was our defensive coordinator in 2005 for fourth and 26. So he's Ooh. not very good. Um, but yeah, that is it for the Vikings. What you guys thinking? I think it's a good thing that before the deadline, we did not get Hawkinson, you know, that we didn't make those moves like they did. Are you are you going to uh, you're, you're going to play that role right now? The just Captain being sarcastic. Yeah. 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 You would have rather us. Uh, I bet you would have been fine if we traded for uh, that Bears wide out now. Chase Claypool. Right? Well, who knows who we've been on a different offense? Uh, well, right now, Chase Claypool, if we would have given up a second round pick for Chase Claypool, that would have been really fucking stupid. Uh, I mean, 
you don't know what he would be on the offense right now. Do you think we need another wide receiver on this offense right now? And At give the up, time, and we give had up a nothing. second round pick At for it. At the time, we had nothing. We could have two more wins. At the time, we agreed that it would have been dumb to make a trade for him, and now you're I arguing the opposite. I just have to be devil's advocate. Yes. But here's one thing. I, I Hawkinson would have been nice. I do agree. Yes. It would have okay. been nice, but it's Here, still. Here's a couple things about the Vikings. I think their team is fraudulent. I don't think they're as good as, as, as their record, of course. No one does. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is amazing. He's going for the 220 more yards, and he gets like the all-time receiving. As I, yes, as I said. Yep. And, and one, so that's, that's something to think about. Um, I, I don't believe in the players and their chemistry and all of that working well, but I believe that their office. Who, on the Vikings? On the Vikings. What are you basing that off of? Um, well, I'm going to tell the you. The chemistry seems to be very good because no, they're winning no, games. No, no, I'm tell you what they're doing. The one thing they're doing is their stats and analytics. I, f- I fucking think they have the best back room guys doing all this. That's why last week, like with TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. they, they, they literally, I was listening to a, I, I couldn't get any other channels besides this Vikings radio the other day. Okay. On a, on, on a drive home from up north. And it was like one of their assistant coaches, don't remember his name. And, you know, they, Hawkinson just had 16 catches. Or targets. Maybe it was 16 targets and 12 catches last week. Okay. And they asked him why. And he's like, oh, well, three of our analytics guys came up, and we knew that he was going to be our number one receiver going into the game because of the matchup and, you know, so-and-so and their speed and their, you know, their seconds per backdrop. So we were going to take okay. advantage and pop to him. So, like, when they need it and when they need to put a certain guy in a certain situation, they know how to capitalize on the other team's weakness. Like, and I think that goes beyond the players. That goes into the coaching, taking advantage of situations. And that's why I asked that question earlier, because, like, are they just ahead of the game? And, like, they're, they're, they're taking this information that other people, like, I know I remember years ago, Belichick was, like, against the stats guy because he had it in his head like a chess player or whatever. But now it's becoming more and more mainstream to use these, like, things. And I think the Vikings are the, the one of the best at that. And they put it into place this year. And that, that the young coach, they got it. And that's really working to their advantage, especially when it comes to these coin flips. It's helping them know the weakness and shoot for it and and take that other team down. Okay. That actually wasn't that bad. That was one of the first times you've been insightful all year. Very yeah. Good. I just wasn't me. It was the radio that I listened yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, especially in the one score games when they were very bad at last year. But again, every team does have a whole analytics crew. I guess it's just what they actually do with it. Right, and that's what I wanted to make sure, but it sounds like they take advantage of it. Like the guy said, it's yes. like we knew going in, but it's just crazy because he's a third wide receiver on the depth chart. You know, I mean, Hawkinson's I know, really good. Hawkinson's yeah. a very good tight end. Okay. He's very talented. Coming into the league, everyone thought he was going to be very good. He didn't play well for the Lions, but now he's in a competent offense, and what do you know? He's playing pretty well. I Todd? guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Vikings games. I don't listen to Vikings radio, so I don't have any insight there, but... I think, I mean, what is their point differential? Is like, what, plus five? I mean, not good, but also in in the same breath, like winning close games takes a little bit of, if you could do it consistently, that's a a gritty football team. So I think that's something to be a little bit worried about of just like when it comes down to it, if it is a one possession game and we give them the ball back because our defense is not great and we got JJ running around and Kirk slinging it. I mean, I'm not going to feel good in that situation. Not like I ever really do, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, it's, this is the game that I, if we're going to lose one, this is the game in my opinion. Well, I'm either way happy to be this far in the season from where we were eight weeks ago and have meaningful football yes. games to yes. watch 100%. with this team. Yes. Well, right. And that, that's what I've been saying all year too. Even when we were 
not so much four and eight, but you know, when we had a little bit more hope, I'm like, these are the years that are just way more. It's been playoffs the last two months. You right. know, it's like, how, what do we do to get the one seed? It's been <laughs> right. like the thing, and it's like, do we Which sit is half fun. our guys it's, and rest them? Yeah, this late in the game. Which is yeah. fun, but it's not fun to lose well, that, in the first round. Exactly. It's like, game. oh, we don't have the bye, so we're gonna lose in the wild card game, and who cares anyway? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see how we come out because like i feel like we start out pretty slow typically mm-hmm. and like we have to make yeah we have to take advantage of every opportunity this week yeah i don't want them running the ball unless we get the saturday vikings show up you know that they against the colts yeah first I mean, half saturday they were ugly well if if we had a matchup of the first half vikings against the colts against the second half packers defense we had in miami Oh, that'd be a pretty solid match. I mean, we we shit kick them how, if we how, did that the whole game. How do you feel? I feel like the last three or four games, the Pack um, have deferred the kick. Oh, they've I won the toss and deferred. They which always I, they, they always, always defer. do. All teams are just the Packers. The Packers because they know they're playing from do. behind, so they like to get the ball. It's, the no, like they the, just like doubling up. If you can score at the end of the first half, then you get the ball right back. Yeah, and if, if you can hold, the, and if you can hold the de- if your defense is strong enough up front, I guess yeah. to stop a score, you you. Well, it's because that's what we saw in Miami. You know, we had that uh, field goal at yeah, the end of the first exactly. half, and we got the ball back and got a touchdown after. But yes, uh, with that, I mean, yeah, I guess we could talk. I just I hate the Vikings. It sucks living down here, especially when they're winning. You know, I still don't think the team's very good, but we'll see what happens. But boys, what are your score predictions for this game? Over for sure. That forty-eight, I think, is going to get f- steamrolled in the third quarter. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm going to go thirty-three to twenty-eight Packers. Okay, that is a score, Todd. I'm going to go twenty-nine twenty-four Packers. Okay, okay, that's another win for the Packers. Well, I have a similar score, a little less points. It is going to be at Lambeau Field. I think it's going to be like. <clears throat> 37, it's going to be the mid-30s, probably no snow, so we'll see. But I have the Packers losing 24-20. to 20. It uh, worked last week, so we'll yep. see if it works again. But either way, I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings, if the Packers just end up making more mistakes and the Vikings kind of hold steady like they have for a good chunk of the year. Still don't think that team's very good, but our team isn't that great either. What is your guys' bold predictions for this game? I got six interceptions. That is bold. That's very bold. I forgot to say that, too. Still bold. Six interceptions total. My bold prediction hit last week. I had Jair and Razul Douglas getting a pick. So, thank you. He did. Todd? Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to say this as maybe just because this is, I mean, this is what I want. And I think this is Mm. the key to winning the game is Mm -hmm. pressuring Kirk. So, we'll go with sacks like I did last week. But I'm going to go a team total. Five and a half, five, six sacks, six sacks. There you can't you do half okay. sacks in the team. Okay. Six sacks. I like that, yes, because we had the five on, uh, you know, against the Rams, which was the first time in a year that that happened. So, yes, we could break that record. Wonder what that, how, when the last one was, we had six sacks. That's a lot of sacks, but I mean, that it's what we have to do. Yeah. Push Kirk around a little bit. What's your bold prediction? My bold prediction, I hope you guys will be fine with this. I, you know, in the last two weeks, I kind of go back and forth with what my score prediction is and what my bold prediction is. I have Zadarius Smith 
putting the belt on, but he's going to regret it. That little fucking douchebag. <laughs> I hate. I hate Zedaria Smith. I sometimes I'm driving the car. Is your bold car. prediction that he will put it on or that he will regret it? He will put it on and regret it. Bo- I love both. that. Both, both have okay. to happen. He has to put it on. I think it's it. almost more of a gimme that he'll if he gets a sack. He's going to put it on. He's going to do something. There's, he can't do the snub thing because he made the Pro Bowl. So true. I don't know. He does he still do the T-shirts? Don't care all the time I with the Vikings, like you did with the Packers. It's just T-shirt every week. Yeah, no, I yeah. I, either way, I hate Zedaria Smith. I like I said, I'm driving around. I'm like, you know, he pops up in my brain, or I see him on a fucking billboard. And I'm like, he lives in your brain. Mm-hmm. I uh, no, he doesn't live there. I'm saying, you know, if I see a billboard, then I'm thinking about him. So it pops sure. up that way. It's not naturally happening. Okay, I, I really don't know if Red there's free. a uh, Packer that I hate more than Zedaria Smith. Maybe like, go back. You've probably didn't. F- I mean, I don't know, Jermichael Finley, maybe not a. Well, no, I was I was a fan then, but he was he's, Greg Jennings. He just even if like those guys are. Well, you're things. saying when he was on the team, you didn't like him. Whatever, either way, both. Okay, I'm saying both. Zedarius is a is a bad person. Like I still remember, there's been you know Matt Lafleur, as we've said a lot, number one nice guy in the league. Every time he's going up against someone he's coached with, a player he's played with, he says you know they're a great player or this or that or the other thing. This. Going into week one, when they brought up Zadarius Smith, and all Matt had to say is that he respects Zadarius as a player, that is enough to tell you that he fucking hates Zadarius Smith. And whatever shit he pulled behind the scenes last year, fucked the whole team up. That's one of the reasons why, beginning of this year with Bakhtiari's knee and you know Zadarius last year, where Matt was just not answering injury questions. And yeah. it seems like he pulled some strings to be a douchebag and get out of town. But anyways, with that, everyone's favorite part, you... Done with your pee break, Andrew? I am. Yeah, I had to. Okay, welcome you know, back. With that, you. if you know, you're back for your favorite part. If you could please leave a five-star review or rating, that would be cool on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, I don't know. Maybe tell someone to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Are we Are we on iHeartRadio? I think so. Cool. It, like I said, I put the RSS feed or whatever somewhere, and then it puts it like everywhere else. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the that, Portman's Packers. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of that lately. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking whatever. Wherever you're watching, I think the only place we're not on is YouTube, which we probably should because oh. fans it's been pushing that. But we don't have nice faces. Well, you know, we can wear masks. <laughs> yeah. no. Just on the bottom and like. Uh-uh, on top. No, we just got out of the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. well, uh, we're years behind. Before. What a what a great joke! But yes, uh, leave a review, whatever. DM us on Twitter, PMP Pod, or email us PMP Podcast at gmail Are there any more koozies? Yes, lots of koozies. I still need to send those other ones out. I keep forgetting forgetting to. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll send those out. I don't think the Tennessee Titan well, fans. Really when are we going to get uh, the new koozies made with? Two people on the other side. You're making of the a can. lot of assumptions here. <laughs> we might not keep us. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. But with that, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, nope. Sums it up here. Todd, they're built for the cold. They're, they're built for the cold. <laughs> with that, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Yeah, this is 
This is how people have always talked. We always shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> we need Spencer right up here so that we can all just have this one. This is probably what it was like in the coal mine in the shaft on the way down. Ooh. Oh, if not even tighter so, than this. We're, I mean, we're living large. We've all got an ancestor, too, that's probably worked in the mines. So just back to our roots. Especially living in this area with Virginia how? right down the road. That's a good point. You know? Okay. Virginia maybe mines. maybe like a, at least a distant great, great uncle. Every app, There's no way we don't have a relative that's or, worked in the coal mine. Or on, the, no on the docks, like on the boats, like... Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine what the bathrooms are like in there. Oh, just, I, I imagine prob- it's just probably trough. not very good. Probably the worst bathroom. And you had to stand like this. What's everyone's favorite chocolate treat? I like Reese's <clears throat> pieces, the candy like that's like M and M's but mm-hmm. peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Yeah, I would say if specifically we're saying chocolate. I like just a really dark chocolate. Like, like I hate dark 99 chocolate. Ninety-nine cacao. No. Cacao. Milk chocolates. All right, all right, everyone. Uh, what is uh, oof? What uh, we're running out of questions here. What's everyone's favorite uh, type of car? I would like to have a truck. Yeah, I, I or, like, or a suburban. I like vans actually. I'm not a truck guy because of the stigma around them. Vans are just as versatile, but if not more, because you can fit like six people in the back if you have them, but you can fit all the same stuff <clears> in the truck. And like again, you don't have the stigma of being a do it. True. If you use your but truck, you're fine. That's what I want the truck for to like haul like drywall. Well, then you could use, you have a fair reason to have a truck. That would be what I would want it for. And hunting. Yeah. Mm. Would be nice to have I it. also want a moped. I want like a van and a moped. Like an actual like with the pedals. No, like or just like a, a scooter. Vespa. Like, like a, a scooter. Like a scooter. Okay. Yeah. That sounds real. I like that combo with the van. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> sincerely what I would want. 